I believe people are watching or listening to this that needs to hear this. And I want to encourage you. You're doing good. Keep on believing and don't throw away your confidence. Let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season, there's a due season for you. You're going to reap if you don't give up. If, here's the condition, you don't give up. Don't throw away your confidence. Keep believing. You're doing good. Don't stop doing good. Don't be weary of doing good. I know it may not feel right. You may have been standing for a long time. But I want to tell you, keep holding on. This is not hype. I'm not hyping you up. This is what the word said. You've got a promise, praise God. And you got the steadfastness so you can hold out, so you can wait expectantly. Welcome to the Living by Grace podcast with Al Jennings. When you receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness, you will reign in life. Listen in as we discuss the effortless life of God's grace. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Living by Grace podcast. I'm Al Jennings, and today I'm going to continue my study on enemies of faith. All right. We're going to dive right in. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. Let's take a look at the first six words. These first six words say a lot. Fight the good fight of faith. Okay? Why do I call this series Enemies of Faith? Because your faith has enemies and these words that we just looked at tells us that. What do these six words tell us? First of all, it says fight. So that lets you know you're in a fight. Then it says fight the good fight. So we know that whatever this fight is, it's a good fight. And a good fight is one that you win. And the reason why that you win is because Jesus won the victory for you through his finished work on the cross. So it's a good fight. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Praise God. And it's because of what Jesus did. We are more than a conqueror. What is more than a conqueror? Well, you didn't do anything to win the battle. So you're more than a conqueror because you get all of the benefits and did none of the work. Jesus did all of the work. He finished the work on the cross. And that's why it's a good fight because you win and you don't even have to do anything to win the battle. All right? And we're going to get into a very important area today that will help you get through to the manifestation of whatever you're believing for. I'm so excited to tell you about it. But right now, we need to understand that we're in a fight. Just doing some review. It's a good fight because you win because of Jesus. And it tells us exactly what kind of fight that we're in. We're in a faith fight. All right? And 
it's a faith fight. We're not to fight the devil. The devil is already ready defeated. Jesus defeated him on the cross. Okay? But what he's trying to do, he is our enemy, and he's trying to steal your faith from you. He wants to keep you from operating in faith. So in this series that I call Enemies of Faith, I'm covering some what I believe are major enemies to your faith. Once the the devil, we're, we're not going to let him do it. But if he could steal your faith away from you, he's got you. And as we mentioned in, the, in this study, in order to, for faith to work, faith must be in two places, in your heart and in your mouth. So if he can shut you up from speaking the word, the Bible tells us to hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, okay? And so... We're going to get into something today that's going to keep you from wavering. See, if he can stop you from holding fast to your confession and stop operating in faith by not speaking the word anymore, all right? If he can get you to quit believing in your heart and speaking with your mouth, he has you where he wants you, and he'll defeat you. But we're not going to let him do that. Right, church? <laughs> Praise God. So, enemy number one that we talked about is a lack of knowledge of God's word. Enemy number two, a failure to act like God's word is true. Enemy number three, being governed by sense, knowledge, and evidence being governed, ruled, controlled by your senses. Okay, those are enemies to your faith. Today we're going to talk about enemy number four, which is a lack of endurance. And um, some people, they, they don't endure. Another word for endurance is steadfastness. Let's look at it in James chapter 1. And I'm going to give you some definitions. A lack of endurance, or we can say a lack of steadfastness. We need to be steadfast. Well, what does that mean? I'm going to tell you. Okay. I grabbed some really cool definitions for steadfastness because we need to be steadfast. Let's say you're believing for healing. You're believing for some finances, okay? You're believing for your marriage. You're believing for your children to be under control and, and, and to walk in the Word of God, okay? Um, well, what do you do while or what do you do after that you have prayed a prayer of faith. We'll look at the prayer of faith today. What do you do? After you believe God, you're standing on the word, you're believing God. 
for a manifestation, but you don't see anything. Nothing seems to be happening. Okay? We already looked at, we don't walk by sight, right? We walk by faith. So what do we do? We need to be steadfast. Look at this. I love this passage here in James 1. Count it all joy. James 1, 2 says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. Anybody going through a trial? We've all been through something. We'll always experience trials, tests, temptations in life, right? And we're to count it all joy. Praise God. When you meet trials of various kinds. This tells me that we can have joy in any situation. All right? It's easy to be happy, have joy when things are going well and you're not going through anything. But when you're going through something, this is why the devil has to be the most frustrated creature around. Because if we're walking in the word properly, we will have joy even when we're going through trials. Because our joy is not dependent on the circumstances. <laughs> Your joy, Jesus said, no man can take from you. My joy that he, he gives to us. And he tells us, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Hallelujah. So we can count it joy. Now, it's, it's, it, it's not very, you're not very happy when you're going through these trials, but you but you can count it joy. All right? Doesn't feel good. Looks like nothing's working. You ever been there? I want to help you when it looks like nothing's working. All right? Count it joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know, this is why, this is why you can count it joy. For, because you know something. You really can't count it joy if you don't know something. You can count it joy. You can be joyful because you know something. What do you know? You know that the testing of your faith produces steadfast, steadfastness. Amen? And so I'm going to pull up a note here that uh, this is really good. Let's go to the next verse here. Verse 4. And let steadfastness have its full effect. Oh, I love it. Let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete lacking in nothing. We can live in a state even when we're going through something, a test or a trial, we can always be in a state 
where we're lacking in nothing. But in order to lack nothing, you got to do what? Let's back up. Let steadfastness have its full effect. Now, it's important for us to know what steadfastness is. <laughs> okay? And let it have its full effect. That's so powerful. When, this is the note that I have for this. This is so good. I had to pull up my Bible to bring it out. Um, I forgot to write it down and have it in my notes for today. But endurance when complete means the believers means the believers lack nothing. When when it's complete, when it's when your steadfastness takes full effect. You will lack nothing. So that lets us know whatever steadfastness is, is important. Okay? Now we'll, we'll move on, but I want you to see how important steadfastness is. It's something you, you don't hear a whole lot of teaching on. But steadfastness is so important because when it has its full effect, you're going to be perfect and complete and lacking in nothing when it takes full effect. So what is steadfastness? Okay, here's some definitions I pulled out of my uh, Greek resources. See how this strikes you. See how this grabs you. See if it blesses you like it blessed me. To endure. All right? This is what, after you believe God, you need to endure. It means to wait expectingly to wait expecting expectantly said they're wrong to wait expectantly so you're not just waiting no you're waiting with some expectation okay to wait expectingly Praise God. It means patient, patient endurance. It means patient continuance waiting. Patient continuance. In other words, you continue to believe God when you're believing for something. You're believing for your healing, for example. You're believing for some finances to pay a bill. You are, you're what? You're, you're waiting expectingly. Ex said it wrong again. You're waiting expectantly. You've got patient endurance. You are, you have a patient continuance waiting so you're waiting you're waiting you continue to wait after you believe God for your healing or for your finances you are continuing to wait but with an expectation another definition is a holding out you hear some people say hold out hold out what, what does it mean to hold out huh what does it mean to hold out 
Like I'm, I'm waiting. I'm holding out. I'm not giving up. Okay. Here's another one I like. Fortitude. There's a lot in this word, steadfastness, huh? Fortitude. Fortitude, I looked that up. That means strength of mind that enables a person to encounter danger or bear pain or adversity with courage. Oh, I love it. So, steadfast means in the midst of adversity or danger and even pain, because let's say you're believing for healing and you got pain in your body, but when you've got steadfastness, it means you have the fortitude to bear that pain with courage, bear that adversity with courage. You're able to look the danger square in the eye and still believe God. You're holding out, waiting expectantly. (laughs) Isn't that good? Praise God. And when steadfastness has its full effect, because you see, you're not bothered in, in the face of danger, in the face of pain, I know it doesn't feel good, but steadfastness, when you're full of it, full of steadfastness, and you have it, it's in your spirit, just let that steadfastness go to work in you. Let it have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. All right, now let's go to some other scriptures. Is this good or what? Praise God. Romans 5, 3 says, not only that, we're we're going to look at verse 3 and 4. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering, every Christian suffers persecution. All right? Um, We haven't been redeemed from suffering persecution. All who live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution, okay? There's there's nothing wrong. You're not doing anything wrong. See, the devil don't mess too much with people who aren't doing damage to his kingdom, all right? And the more that you live godly in Christ Jesus and you do damage to the enemy, he don't like you. And I said this before in the study, he really doesn't care any anything about you as a person. It ain't personal <laughs> with, with the devil. He he's only He's only interested in you to the extent that you are operating in faith. That's when you become a target, when you're operating in faith. And he comes after you strong. But the good news is, as I said before, over and over, Jesus already won the victory over him. And what we're doing basically 
is demonstrating his uh, defeat, standing and having done all to stand, walking on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And watch this, nothing shall by any means hurt you. That's Luke 10, 19. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Okay? Now, so this sounds like James. Count it all joy. We rejoice in our sufferings. Count it all joy. We rejoice in our sufferings knowing that suffering produces what? Endurance. This is the enemy we're talking about today. Endurance or steadfastness. A lack of steadfastness, a lack of endurance. Your suffering produces endurance. I said before, the devil's got to be frustrated because the more he attacks you, the te temptations, tests, and trials, they don't come from, from God. They come from the enemy. And we use these trials, watch this, as stepping stones for our faith. I mean, the stone that he that he meant to throw at you to crush you, we're stepping on that stone and we're using that stone as a stepping stone to go up higher. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. See, it's what you do in the midst of the trial that makes the difference. I'll say that again. It's what you do in the midst of the trial that makes the difference. That's going to determine whether you come out on top. All right. Amen. You got the goods on the inside of you. Praise God. And see, your suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope. I don't have verse 5. Oh, I, I was going to quote verse 5. I thought I didn't have it, but I do have it. Watch this. And hope. You see how these things are interconnected? The, the trials or suffering, it produces something. See? That's when, when you're... See? Suffering produces endurance. Okay, so it's drawn out of you during the suffering. Does that make sense? The, the, the suffering, it triggers the endurance or steadfastness on the inside of you, the ability to wait expectingly and, and, and to hold out and, and have that strength to face that adversity or, 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 or danger with courage, right? It, it triggers the stuff. It, it, it just comes out of you when you're going through something. Man, this is good. And then the endurance, notice how they're connected. The endurance, the steadfastness, it produces character. So your character is improving. And the character produces hope. Hope is a confident expectation of good. Verse 5 says, and hope does not put us to shame because 
God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. The Holy Spirit who will never leave us or forsake us. He has poured into our hearts God's love. You're full of God. God is love. He's full of love. And you are full of God, which means you are full of love. And see, the love of God has been poured into our hearts. We need to be convinced like First John 4, I believe verse 16. That's not my final answer, but it's somewhere in First John. I believe I got it right, but check it out. All right. Um, it talks about we believe the love that God has for us. We have known and believed, believed the love. Believe that God loves you. Once you can, you're convinced that God loves you, you can get through anything. Hallelujah. See, God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. All right. So back to verse 3. The suffering produces endurance. So when you're going through suffering, a trial, or a test, know that the endurance is there on the inside of you. All right? So you have the ability to face that adversity with courage. Praise God. You got the ability to wait expectantly to endure, to hold out. All right, let's go to Hebrews 10, verse 35. Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward. Don't throw away your confidence. Are you believing God for something? Are you expecting God to do something big? We, let's believe big. And don't throw away your confidence. Sometimes the waiting um, I mean, it can be challenging to wait when you don't see anything. You don't see nothing happening, but you're believing God for things to be better. And sometimes the pain gets worse. I've been there. I've been through it. You're waiting for something, but it's not happening. What do you do? You be steadfast. You endure. You stay strong. Don't throw away your confidence. It has a great reward, it says. Verse 36. People that throw away their confidence, what are they lacking? Endurance. Steadfastness. You have need of endurance so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. All right? 
The will of God is his word. And his word concerning prayer and faith is, okay, watch this. Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, I tell you, Jesus said, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be, be yours. So let's say you pray for your healing and you believe you have received it. You believe it's yours. Okay. You're believing for finances. But the finances have not manifested yet. Your healing has not manifested yet. What do you do? Don't throw away your confidence. Keep, keep your confidence level always 100. Keep it at a high level. No matter what you are facing, no matter what it looks like, we walk by faith and not by sight. Galatians 6 verse 9. And let us not grow weary of doing good. Just keep on doing good. You're doing good. You're doing good standing on the word. I believe people are watching or listening to this that needs to hear this. And I want to encourage you. You're doing good. Keep on believing and don't throw away your confidence. Let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season, there's a due season for you. You're going to reap if you don't give up, right? It says don't be weary. Let's encourage one another. Not to grow weary of doing good. For in due season, we shall reap. We will reap. Say it wherever you are. Say, I will reap. I'm going to reap. If, here's the condition, you don't give up. Don't throw away your confidence. Keep believing. You're doing good. Don't stop doing good. Don't be weary of doing good. I know it may not feel right. You may have been standing for a long time. But I want to tell you, keep holding on. This is not hype. I'm not hyping you up. This is what the word said. You've got a promise, praise God. And you got the steadfastness so you can hold out. So you can wait expectantly. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's give God a shout of praise for that. Amen. <laughs> yes. I hit to say what button. I didn't mean to say that. Let me play that. Where's my air horn? Where's my air horn? Praise God. All right. I'm excited for you. Don't quit, y'all. Do not quit. Don't give up. One more scripture I want to run by you, and then we'll let you go. Praise God. Psalm 27, 13. The psalmist said, I would have lost heart 
It's possible to quit. And you know it's easy to quit. Anybody can quit. But it takes some endurance. It takes some steadfastness not to quit. And you got it on the inside of you. The psalmist said, I would have lost heart. Except for something. Except for something. He believed something. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord one day when I get to heaven in the sweet by and by, and it'll all be over. No, 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 he didn't say that. He said, I would have lost heart unless I believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That means in the here and now, I'm not losing heart because I believe, let me say it another way, I did not lose heart because I believed I believe, I believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Hallelujah. Praise God. So don't lose heart, y'all. Don't lose heart. Praise God. Woo, amen. Did y'all get something out of this? I hope you did. I had fun teaching this. Praise God. I mean, I am encouraging myself. Amen. We need to encourage ourselves in the Lord and encourage one another. And praise God. Pass this message on to somebody else. Why don't you? Praise God. You know somebody who needs to hear this message? Pass it on. Be a blessing. We are blessed to be a blessing. All right, everybody. Praise God. Thank you for joining me today. I am all done and I am out. Thank you for joining us today for the Living by Grace podcast. You are greatly blessed, highly favored, deeply loved, totally righteous, and destined to win because of Jesus. Have an amazing day.